Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Rockstock episode six today uh, on video. So this is on YouTube and Facebook. Unfortunately, we had an issue with our video for whatever reason, it cut off at about the six minute point. Um, so you're actually gonna just be listening today. Feel free to redirect to Spotify um, or Apple Podcasts if you'd rather just listen and not drain your battery from video. But we still will be posting this as a video just for the sake of putting it out there. So once again, thanks for bearing with us. We've got some new mics on the way and a few things that are going to elevate the quality of our podcast and your overall experience. We appreciate you hanging out with us. As long as you have to this point, we're excited to keep talking Rockies. So enjoy episode six. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rockstock episode six with your hosts, Dawson and Braden Lee. We're excited to be with you today to talk about the Colorado Rockies. Um, who are off to a hot start so far in 2022, finally getting a bit of national recognition, which is exciting to see. Maybe not as much as I wish we were getting, but still on the radar for the MLB, finally. So, Doss, catch them up in case they've missed it. Yeah, so we were one of the first teams to 10 wins. Uh, we're 10-6, and six, third in the NL West, two games back, obviously, since it's early. Um, we're actually, since we're getting the national recognition, we're starting to struggle a bit, lost three out of the the last five bullpen struggling defense worst I've seen probably yesterday um, just all around just miscommunications errors it was really bad um, but we're still 10 and 6 you know so we're still good um, what I like is on Saturday we lost 13 to 0 three hours later bounced back and won you know and that's big for our team to bounce back from those things so I think we're fine you know and I mean you're gonna go through stretches so I'm excited to see how the bullpen bounces back um, and then our defense as well, because our defense is always solid, so yeah. I think we'll be fine. But. Yeah, the defense has definitely slipped a little bit recently, but it will come back around. I think my biggest concern more than anything is the bullpen, because historically our bullpen has been bad <laughs> yep. uh, and struggled and really been like the Achilles heel of our team. We've had some some rosters with really solid starters, really solid position players, and our bullpen, for whatever reason, has been the Achilles heel that stops us. This year, the bullpen actually was one of our strength zones uh, up until, what, the last three, five games, maybe? Yeah. Um, and so I think that they'll come back around, but that's an area of concern for me, and that's a critical piece. I mean, if we're going to do big things like I'm anticipating this year, it's our bullpen's going to have to come back around. Yeah. Um, so let's just talk about some individual players who have been – doing big things or important things. Obviously, we've got C.J. Crone. I don't know that we even need to go into that. Uh, six home runs, 17 RBIs to this point. Absolutely raking. Um, doing a great job of being a contributor to our team, not just in home runs, but in contact. Um, but let's talk about Connor Joe. So Connor Joe's become a fan favorite, certainly. Um, has had a battle and, and beat cancer. Comes back in. Just somebody that seems to feed off the crowd's energy and, and all of that. Talk about what Connor's doing so far. Yeah, so the last three games, he's had two leadoff home runs. Uh, first game against the Phillies was on the first pitch of the game. Just crushed it to, onto the second deck, you know, just a bomb. Um, he has a 12-game hitting streak right now. He's just working at bats, you know. I mean, drawing walks, even if he does rarely strike out, it's seven or eight pitches normally. So he's just super consistent and super reliable. And he's one of those guys that when we have first and second, one or two outs and Connor goes on deck, you're like, all right, just get it to Connor, you know, and we're excited to see him come up, which I feel that with basically everyone in our lineup right now. Yeah. But specifically him, it's like, you know, he's going to do something for sure. Yeah. 
No, Connor's, Connor's fun to watch. And I think for me, I, I hadn't kept track of him as much as maybe I should have. Last year, I was pretty skeptical of him. I know that people were pretty excited about him coming into 2022. And I thought, yeah, you know, he'd be a contributor to our team. But I had really no expectation that he would be, uh, I mean, he seems to be a leader, a fan favorite, but also an absolute competitor. Um, so it's been fun to watch him. He plays first base well. He's done pretty well in the outfield. There's been a few times where you could set some uncomfortability and left, yeah. I think. And, well, that's something that he'll get with just more reps. But in the box, he looks great. So Connor Joe has been awesome. Another guy that we've loved to see getting hot lately is Chuck Nasty or Charlie Blackman, who is also a fan favorite. Um, but somebody that I think we were a little concerned with at the start of the season, like, okay, is he getting older? Is he declining? But now starting to turn it around. What's What have you seen from Chuck lately? Well, one big thing is last year was the same thing, but it took him three months to get going. So we didn't see even this the past few games last year until June or July. Yeah. So it's good. He had four hits on Sunday. It's good to see him doing that. He has two home runs now in the past week, uh, one Saturday in the nightcap of the doubleheader. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's starting to, you know, get some base hits and working some counts as well, drawing some walks. So that's good to see. Um, and if he gets going, that's a really good sign. So. No, we're still not going to see the I – don't, I don't think – correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we're going to see the power that we used to see from him. I know people are saying, oh, last year was a down year. Maybe he comes back up this year. I don't think we're going to ever see the power get back to where it was. Um, but if we could see some consistency, I mean, four hits, if, if he can put up good at-bats and be a contributor in our lineup, then obviously we can keep him in. Um, do you think his – do you think the power is coming back or is it dwindling? Well, I don't know. I feel like whenever I'm at Coors Field, he hits a home run a lot of times. So maybe if I'm at more games, he'll hit more. But I I can see 15 to 20, honestly, Okay. which isn't too much. But I mean, that's really good still. Yeah. So Big contribution. Yeah, I think he had like 12 last year. Maybe he didn't even have 10. But um, yeah, I could see 15 to 20. So, so Charlie defensively, though, is a little concerning. I mean, even last night during the game versus the Phillies, we see a ball that Schwarber hits about a mile high. I mean, I get it. But Gritchick's in center, Chuck's in right. Looks like you know Charlie's calling for it. Gritchick's coming in. I mean, I, I, the commentators were saying it's the center fielder's ball. But it looks like he's calling it, and then he just gives up, and it just drops in between him and scores, and runs score. Uh, and then we've seen some misplays in right at cores while we've been there. I mean, so he should be in our lineup, right? Or should he be DHing? Like, where where are you feeling like he fits right now? It's kind of tough because him and Connor Joe are about the same defensively. I feel like um, Connor Joe is probably a little faster, but Chuck has the better arm. I think that's why he's in the outfield. Is he's already thrown someone out this year, third base? So I mean, he does have a good arm, reliable. But I mean, he did have a nice catch on Monday against the Phillies jump and catch at the wall but uh with the play with Gritchick yes it's probably Gritchick's ball but when you looked at the replay like we said the ball's like about to hit the ground and you can see him saying I got it I got it I got it so I mean it's just kind of tough because as an outfielder if you hear that you know you don't want to go for it because then the collision could happen I don't know it just something that can't happen again for sure but I think they'll be fine plus it's a new guy you know, I mean, it is yeah. like his 10th game. They're trying to get used to each other still, so um, they should be good. So Okay. Good to know. The other guy that's been 
on fire lately. And somebody who's actually been relatively consistent over the course of the season uh, is the other guy that did not catch the ball, <laughs> which is Randall Gritchick. So talk to us about Gritchick. The power had not been there yet until the last couple of days. Now we're starting to see some pop come into the bat uh, with the consistency. Talk to him about Gritchick. Yeah. He's hitting 375, which is one of the best in the National League right now. Um, and he's another one of those guys that, at least for me, when he comes up, I'm like, you know, he's going to get on somehow. He's pushing it the other way, base hits, and then Sunday and Monday uh, against the Tigers and Phillies, drove one out, um, crushed both of them. And actually, the one against the Phillies, I thought it was just a fly out to left field. And so that shows how much power he has, I think, with how high the ball was hit um, to still get out. Uh, So, I mean, if his power gets there, I mean, it's, like we said, he's capable of hitting 30-plus. Yeah, 100%. so he's super consistent. He also has a 11 game hitting streak. So him and Connor Joe are kind of fighting for that lead in the MLB right now. Um, but yeah, back to back games with the home run, he's just killing it right now. And he's fun to watch. I think when when Dawson and I watch Randall Gritchick, at least for me, he has become one of my favorites in our lineup. A lot of hustle, a uh, lot of lot of energy, a lot of hustle. Right. Uh, really good. Seriously, no good energy. Gr- looks really solid in the field. Has had some spectacular catches, made some good throws. Obviously, there's been a couple of miscues. That'll iron out as the season goes on. Yeah. In the box, looks great. Lots of two out RBIs. Like I think while we were at our last homestand, he had two two out two RBI uh, slaps that were really important. And then he goes deep twice. Listen, he is a powerful guy. There is a lot of pop in that bat, and he hasn't even hit one at Coors yet. Yeah. So he starts getting it in the air at Coors. I think we're going to see some really fun stuff start to happen. And I would love to see him at 30, and he can. Fully capable of doing that. Um, it's been a big part of, of everything right now. The one thing that I'm noticing that's interesting is in our first podcast that we made, almost the entire focus was on Chris Bryant wants to be here. Chris Bryant's coming to the Rockies. Superstar coming to the Rockies. And he's really not in our notes. And he hasn't really been at all yet. Why is that? Is something wrong with, like, what's going on there? Why why is Chris Bryant not more of a focal point of the Colorado Rockies right now? You know, he was hitting 350. The power wasn't there Um, just a few days ago, actually. Like, the last, the first game in Detroit, he was hitting 350. um, Four RBIs, no home runs. So, yeah, the power's not there. But, you know, we, we do need the home runs. But it's not, you know, as long as we're winning, who cares how many home runs you're hitting? Um, he went over his last 16 up until uh, the first game against the Phillies Monday. Finally got a hit, so hopefully that'll get him going again. Um, and then same with him with Gritchick. Uh, once he gets his first one out, I think, you know, when you're a power guy, they come in bunches. So I could see three or four games with not multiple home runs. But with a home run, maybe yeah. maybe a multiple in a game, you know. Um but I don't know. I mean, it is different when you sign with a new team. I mean, you know, Freddie, it took him 10 games, not not as long, obviously. And then he has three now, you know. So I think when Chris gets one, it's going to start coming. So no need for concern. No I don't think so. Concern. I don't think so either. And I think you're right. They do With power guys, they do come in bunches. Uh, and sometimes in basketball, we used to say, you got to just take the lid off. If the shot wasn't going in, you had to just keep shooting. Finally, when you saw one go through the net, it was like, okay, now we can now we can start scoring. I think it's the same in baseball in a lot of ways. 
he's seen the ball get off the bat and get on base, but I think he really needs to see the ball get out of the park a few times. Yeah. Um, and he will. I'm not at all concerned either. In fact, I don't think he's been bad. I think he's just been overshadowed. Yeah. Um, he's been solid. I think his on-base percentage is still somewhere high in the 300s here. 338. Yes, yeah, so well, low 300s, but still 338 on-base percentage. He's getting on base. He's drawn like six or seven walks so far this year, uh, and he's going to get his hit. He has some RBIs. It's going to be fine. Um, I, again, really just think it's because Crone's been balling and Connor Joe's been balling, and it's like, okay, he's just been overshadowed. But he has been a consistent presence. He's looked good defensively in my mind. Um, yeah. And he's and he's going to be just, just fine, going to be doing awesome. So we've talked a lot about the position players, but for our pitching, um, at least let's go to the starters first. So Freeland, a little shaky. I'm not sure. I think he'll come around. There's been a few really good moments and a few really rough moments. Um, Marquez and Tatella, relatively good, I suppose. But Austin Gomber initially was like, oh, Lord. This is not good. <laughs> but he had a bounce-back start. So talk to me about the bounce-back start and what you're seeing from Gomber. Yeah, so the first couple starts, we were like, you know, just throw a strike. Yeah. Just like no command at all. Um, Saturday in the nightcap as well, through six shutout innings so that was great to see he got his first one of the year the man was great eight strikeouts which is really good his curveball was nasty i mean you know it doesn't have as much movement at cores with the altitude and stuff but uh that's one good one thing about him is his curveball is just so nasty he probably had four strikeouts just on his curveball yeah um so that was great to see he pitched super well kyle freeland uh his last start just against the Phillies um, on Monday, he wasn't even that bad. Our defense struggled and gave up yeah. three unearned runs. So he really only had one earned run yeah. against him. Um, it was just kind of a rough night for the Rockies. Um, but it was good. He did pitch better. Um, but I think he's still not quite where he needs to be and can be. But I think he's getting there. So that's good. So Gomber's our four spot, and our five spot is Chad Cool. Yeah. And coming in, we had that conversation with Drew Creaseman, and then you and I talked about it too. It was like, okay, Chad Cool is either going to be a great five or like, Lord help us. Um, and I was leaning more toward the Lord help us side of things. I was like, ah, I don't know how I'm feeling about this. We may have to look at bringing somebody up. I didn't have a lot of context, I guess, for Chad Cool. I didn't know a ton about him. Hadn't watched him a lot. Um, and the times that I had seen him, I wasn't over, overly impressed or anything. So I was like, okay, maybe he could be a consistent guy. But honestly, he's been our best arm to this point. So what? I mean, what are, what's his stats right now? Like, where is he looking? Because he's he's crushing it. Yeah. So he's not like super big in the strikeouts. Um, yeah. But I mean, he is about average right now. Has thirteen strikeouts through three. He's leading the Rockies in ERA with one point ten. Two, two earned runs through three starts. And as a Rockies pitcher, we don't see that really much. Maybe some throughout the season, but not really a hot start like that. So that's actually the first time in franchise history that starting pitcher for the Rockies has gone three starts with two earned runs or less. Um, so he's just killing it. I mean, hitters are hitting 145 against him through three starts. Yeah. And that's two against the Phillies who are – or not two, sorry. One against the Phillies who has a – Crazy lineup. I mean, just powered all the way through. Um, the Rangers, who added a lot of pop and are doing good. Mm-hmm. And then the Tigers, probably the worst team out of the three, but still not a pushover team. You know, they made some 
moves this offseason and stuff. But, I mean, he is just killing it. And another thing, too, is he's not walking a ton of guys either. He did in his first couple starts, but this last one, I mean, he was just just lights out. I'm really impressed with him. Yeah, no, he's been fun to watch for me because I, as you well know, audience that's been watching and Dawson well knows, I really get nervous about our pitching, always have. Hopefully, maybe not always will, but definitely, definitely yeah. do. Um, you know, I there's just something about him right now that he just has it. And I really want us to ride it because we all we know that a starting pitcher over the course of 162 games is going to have a game where they get shelled. It's going to have a game where they're off. But to this point, each of his three starts, he's had great command. He hasn't been walking guys. And again, it's not that he's been striking people out, but it's not like always scary outs. I mean, he's getting them to roll it over, pop out. That shows that he's throwing in the right spots. He seems to be hitting, hitting the glove where he needs to be hitting it. Just looks confident. And confidence, too, is a big piece of, of pitching. I mean, he just looks like every time he steps up uh, or steps, I guess, onto the mound to go up against somebody in the box, whether it's Kyle Schwarber or some scrub from the Tigers, it looks like he's like, I'm going to get you out. Yep. Um, and 145 batting average says usually he's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've been impressed with him. Hope he continues to work it. Will his next start be against the Reds this coming weekend? Uh, yes. So, should be. So, we'll see how he throws against the Reds. Um, which is that at course? Yeah. So another course field start. We'll see how that goes, but I'm excited to to watch Chad. Chad keep throwing. So our starters have been okay. We've had our moments again. We've had our moments. We've had our moments where we weren't there. But ten and six, they've at least not completely given away the game every time. Yeah. Um, our bullpen again, we're crushing it, and then we. We see, and we're going to pick on one guy just because he's the guy that we were at the game that saw. Bases loaded. We bring in Lucas Gilbert for a left-on-left matchup against Schwarber. A couple pitches in, plops him. Yep. And then he has a right-handed bat, and then he just gets absolutely shelled. And then the next time I see him throw, it's a similar story. Just doesn't look good. But it's not just him. What is our bullpen need to do to come back around? Because right now we are in a place where this feels like the bullpen of old, which is not a good thing. Yeah, and it's been the past few games, yeah. you know, like you said, and uh, obviously, you're gonna go through like rough times as a pitcher, you know. And like you said, even with starters, you're gonna get shelled some games. Um, with the game we were at, I mean, it's a tie game, bases loaded, one out. Even just a sack fly would have done the job, you know. And so you come in left on left against Schwarber to do your job. You know, your job is specifically to get Schwarber, and then. You know, even if the next guy gets base hit, at least that limits the damage a little bit. Um, like you said, ends up hitting him. He's pitched two and a third so far this year, six earned runs. Um, just not very good command from what I've seen at all. Uh, four walks through two and a third. So, I mean, it's just hit, batters are hitting 500 against him. Yes, it's two innings, but still, you know, if that's five hits out of 10 batters, that's not a good average. No. Uh, again, not many innings yet, but over 23 ERA, that'll change. Yeah. You know, if he has three shutout innings and stuff. So, um, I don't know. I haven't been too impressed. Uh, but I think if it kind of started with him and just seeing that game. Yeah. Um, so, I think they'll bounce back for sure. But, yeah. Well, and it's difficult too because, you know, when I, there are certain players that I really don't care to watch. Yeah. 
just boring. And there's not anything wrong with that. I'm just speaking strictly from a fan's perspective. There's some players that are just boring. Um, Yulisha Seen is not one of those guys. So it's been tough to see him in a few yeah. in a few instances come in in tough situations and then struggle a little bit because he plays with so much energy, so much passion. You know, you'll see him get a big – there's this play when we were there where he catches a ball and then turns around and throws it a second, gets a double play, and he's screaming and yelling as he's coming off the mound. I'm like, I love that. He's, he's probably my favorite pitcher to watch currently that can take take the bump for the Rockies. Who is your favorite pitcher at this moment? Starter or either. Bullpen. Just any anybody that can that can stand on the mound and throw. Not necessarily because of ability or current stats, but just who is your favorite guy to see on the mound and why? Oh jeez. <laughs> well I love watching Marquez. He's been like one of my favorites for past few years. In terms of like playing well and stuff though, probably just Chad Cool, just because he's just been so fun to watch. He has he struggled in spring training, but he just looks like he has a fire uh, lit under him. Just like really passionate and just, you know, he wants to compete and win out there. So he's been super fun to watch. And then also just going back a few steps to Gilbert, just something kind of for the fans, something that I've been thinking. I try not to be too critical and stuff, but, um, you know, a lot of people have been like, you know, give him a break. He had COVID two weeks ago and stuff, which like I get but, you know, he's healthy now. You know, Robert Stevenson's thrown two innings and has a zero ERA, you know. So, I mean, he's he's doing his job, and he was in the same situation. And then also you got to think, like, when we played baseball, if we were really sick on Wednesday and we had a doubleheader Friday and we went one for seven, we or the fans or coaches aren't going, well, you were sick two days ago, so you're <laughs> fine, you know. And, yes, it's – COVID, but I don't really see a difference with that at all. You're sick, you're healthy. He's just got to do his job. Yeah, I mean, if you're cleared to play, you're cleared to play. Yeah. I don't care if it's from a broken arm or a yeah. or COVID or the sniffle. If yeah. you weren't in and now you're back. Again, I know there's different impacts on the body, but Dawson's specifically referring to an interesting Twitter argument he got into where a guy was basically defending him, saying, oh, give him a break. He hasn't pitched. He hasn't done anything. The reality is I have a hard time giving a break to people who make a lot of money. Uh, to do their job and not do their job. Uh, you know, even just if it was a workplace, let's say it's not on the baseball field. If I come to work and I'm supposed to be able to do this, that, and the other thing, and I'm cleared to be back at work and I'm, well, I was just sick last week. Yeah. Which at least he, you know, from what I know, he's not making that excuse. He is not least. making the excuse. Yeah. But other people are coaches, but fans. Which, so just for the fans, yeah. like, you but, know, I mean, Basically, Dawson's lovingly telling you to shove it because you need to you need to understand that you know we we can defend our guys, we can like our guys, but at some point, especially when you're at the bottom of the bullpen like that in terms of stats, it's like, okay, you're on the cusp, you may go to AAA. So it's not, oh, sorry, Lucas, you know, it's like, no, perform or we'll bring up somebody else. Yeah, when we our bullpen was amazing until until you know, and it wasn't like. You know, I understand more if you're making your pitches and they're just getting a blooper over the first baseman, you know, and just doing stuff. But you hit a guy that you come in to get out. You walk four guys. You groove a fastball right down the middle that Johan Camargo crushes. I mean, you know it off the bat. It's like, oh, Lord, that's three-run shot. You know, just really not good command. So, I mean, hopefully he'll get there. But our bullpen went from one of the best in the game to already, which yeah. that happens early because 
yeah. this little yeah. stuff can change so much. Because like now we have like the third or fourth highest ERA out of the bullpen this year. So I mean that could change yeah. in three games, like we said. But they need to turn turn it around, and I think they will. Because um, when you look at our pitchers, I mean we really do have some yeah. good bull, bullpen arms. It's really just those younger guys like uh, Lucas Gilbert and Ashton Godot is a rookie. He's actually done really well. Yeah, but yeah. it's one of those things where, um, you know, we're not being critical in the sense of send them down, get rid of yeah. them. It's just like, hey, based on what we're seeing through the first 16 games, they don't look good. And yeah. that's a that's a weak spot for us. Uh, anytime Dawson is critical of somebody, you know that it must be real because I am. And again, if you've watched this show for any length of time or if you plan to continue to watch it. Dawson is usually the more even-keeled stat guy. I'm more, I feel this in my gut, or I'm mad, and so I feel it in my heart, or I'm excited, and I'll just say what I think. And it's not always right. Dawson is has historically, before this show was a show, been more correct about predictions and things like that because he doesn't operate based off emotion. Whereas I wore my emotions on my sleeve. I did when I played, and I definitely do now that I'm, I don't know, spectating and giving my thoughts. So... Take that with a grain of salt. The one thing that is important, just kind of a generic baseball fan thing. Maybe you're a fan for a long time, or maybe you're just kind of coming around because you're supporting us, which thank you if that's why you're listening. Um, in baseball, when you're early on in the season, there are things that can switch dramatically because there's not a lot of stats. So an yep. ERA can go from 30 down to three in a matter of starts because you just get more innings or whatever. So don't don't take these stats that we're saying right now to heart as if it's going to last for 162 games because it's not. And if it does, they'll be in AAA. Like you don't have to worry. If the, if the ERI stays at 24, he won't yeah. be in Rockies pins for very long. Um, so it's an important thing to say, of course, with the, with baseball. Um, but at the same time, we make critical analysis right now uh, and we're not the only people that are doing it. Um, and so anyway, take that for well, yeah, Cause in a couple weeks, I mean, he could be our best, Arm yeah, in the 100%. So, and I hope and I hope that happens. Yeah, we as a, anytime somebody wears a Rockies uniform, our goal is not to demean them and make them feel terrible. Though they'll probably never hear this. Maybe they will. Um, is not to make them feel terrible or just be completely critical of them. It's just to make observations. And right now he's struggling, but we always hope that you know in the next couple of games he turn a switch flips. He becomes a lefty killer for us. Whatever. Like, I mean, that'd be awesome. And he has the potential to do that. He has the stuff. He doesn't have a command right now. And if he gets the command, we'll be in a lot better shape. Yeah. And I mean, just with him specifically, like it's different if it's Ashton Godot, Alex Colomay, someone, a righty who you got the next guy up ready to come in or, you know, just fill in, pick you up and stuff. Well, with Gilbreth, he's our only like late inning lefty. So we need that lefty to be able to do your job. And, you know, because you can't call on the next lefty. Our only other lefty is Ty Block and he's really our length guy yeah in like the fifth or sixth inning you know but which i've liked yeah. time block too just yeah complete side note i've enjoyed him i know he didn't do as well in his last outing but or appearance but yeah. but i've liked him a lot so the rockets have been fun to watch again we're being a little more critical now there's one more thing that we need to talk about that in some ways i don't even want to talk about because again it goes back to the criticality and that's not really who we are but there's a particular guy in our lineup that's absolutely killing us not just offensively now but defensively and now it becomes a time for you know, I think Bud Black, and we even saw it over the weekend, is probably starting to turn the wheels in terms of, hey, does Brandon Rogers need to be in this lineup the way that he is? Does he need to be starting? Does he need to be hitting where he is? Um, talk to us about Brandon Rogers. 
Well, if if you don't know what a slump is, look at Brennan Rodgers uh, to start the season. He's four for 48, which, again, in 20 at-bats, it could be one of our best hitters, you know? Yeah. So that is good. But we've given him start after start now the past, like, week to try to get back. Um, and just 16 strikeouts, hitting 083, not drawing many walks. You know, I mean... When he does make contact, it's pretty weak. Um, the first game of the year, actually, he had a solid line drive sack fly. I think it was like our first run of the year and stuff. I was like, sweet, you know, Brennan's going to be good. So many RBI. Yeah, he only has one RBI. And then, like you said, it's not just offensively, but defensively. Making really just kind of mental mistakes. Uh, I don't even think he has any errors, honestly, but for sure some mental ones. Um and some that have cost us some runs. I think if the first game in Detroit, we should have been out of the first inning, 0-0 z- zero, zero tied. But first and third tried making a hero throw to first with Miggy running to second, who's probably one of the slowest guys in baseball. You know, and instead of just tossing it to Iglesias, tossed him the too low throw from second. And uh, yeah, we don't get him. Next pitch, three-run bomb. Yes, that's on the pitcher, but still should have been out of it, you know? Yeah. So I I agree with you that it's probably stirring in the coaches, the coaching staff's minds, you know, like, hey, Trejo has been pretty consistent. He went hitless his last game Sunday. Yeah. But still, he's been pretty consistent. He's been good in the field from what I've seen. Um, there was just one mistake last week where probably could have had a double play, but just got one out. Didn't hurt us, you know. That's a, that's something you can live with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope to see Trejo in there. Hampson should be coming off the aisle here in a few days, I think, as long as he's good. Um, he's someone I really like and has speed. I know you don't care for him too much, um, but I'd like to see him get some starts at second too, because Trejo is young. Hampson has more experience, and he gets hot, you know, and he has sneaky pop too. So. Uh, and a good glove so I don't know I mean I like Brennan but you know if you're not again doing your job and you're not like yes there's slumps and Cody Bellinger went through one last year we don't want that from Brennan someone could have filled in for Cody last year I think I mean he just was terrible for the Dodgers I think he could have put anyone in the outfield over him Um, so I think we don't put Brennan through what Cody did last year um and just get a hot bat in there. So yeah, yeah. I think you know. I really do feel like Brandon Rogers is going to be okay. He's younger. I mean, in terms of this team, he's twenty five. I think. And, um, you know, he'll come around. He does definitely has pop. He's a good defender. He can hit for con- like he is a good player. He's just in a really really rough slump right now. But the worst thing in my mind that you can do is just let it ride yeah. um, for so long. And baseball is such a mental game that I think now at this point, every time he's stepping into the box or every time he's taking the field. It's just like in his head. And that's why he's striking out so much. I mean, he's look, it's not like he's giving good swings. He's looking at pitches that are grooved and yeah. getting K'd up. And it's like, okay, what are you what are you doing? Or he's making routine, like you said, a flip to second base that turns into some kind of hero throw to first that doesn't work. I mean, it's it's small things in the mind of somebody who maybe doesn't pay a lot of attention. But for somebody who really watches the Rockies like we do, um, it's it's big big consistent problems that it's like he's just got to reset his head 
because I think it really, at this point, I think it's a lot more mental than it is skill. Because we know the skill is there, but mentally he's, he's just not. Yeah, I don't think it's skill. I mean, he did really good in spring training yeah. and then, you know, had a good year last year just with some injuries and take him a bit to get going, yeah. honestly. Um, but once he hit his first home run, that really got him going. But he's really doing the right thing at the plate to to start. You know, I mean, he he knows he's in a slump, yeah. like you said. Yeah. You know, I mean, he looks up at the scoreboard. He's a sub-100 average. You know, I mean, he knows it. And so you, if you watch the games, most likely he'll look at the first pitch no matter what because when you're in a slump like that, you know, you're hoping to get ahead in the count. Yeah. 1-0, 2-0, 3-1, 2-1, you know. But most of the time, it's it's just part of being in a slump. It's 0-2, 1-2 counts. Looking at a great pitch on the first pitch, it's like, oh, if you were aggressive there. But when you're in a slump, you're not as aggressive. You know, if you're Richick, who's killing it, if he gets a fastball down the middle, I mean, he's crushing that thing. We saw that with Connor Joe yesterday. You know, with the leadoff home run. So, I don't know. He has the being in a slump approach, I guess. It's just not working out. But Which is, it's a a bad approach. Yeah. And, you know, I think even when I played, we never faced guys that were throwing 95, 100 with crazy, you know, stuff. It wasn't what we were facing. But I do remember times when I was hitting well, the ball coming out of the pitcher's hand looked like a beach ball. And I was like, I know where this is at. I can get it. And then I remember in the same way when, when I was slumping, the ball looked like a ping pong ball, if not something smaller. And I think Brendan is in that place where it just looks small. Yep. And that's a that's a tough place to be. Can't see the seams. Can't always see what's going on. Your reaction time is slower. You're waiting on stuff. And then like we've said, pitches are grooving fastballs and you're watching them go by. Yeah. And, you know, you, in baseball, you can't go up wanting or expecting to walk. And when you're in a slump, that's kind of what you do. Yeah. Well, and we've it's seen just that. a part of... Yeah who people are, you know, they're like, Dang, I just want to get on base because that can get you going. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's going up there trying to walk. I think and when you look at him, like when I was watching the games this weekend, he's the only guy in the lineup. I feel like that when they zoom in on his face, when he's, you know, after a pitch or something, you can see it on his face. Yeah. Everyone is like, you know, they're just all confident and like, uh, the energy's there and everything. He's just kind of like, you look at him and it's like, dang, he just, he, almost like he doesn't want to be up there. He looks stressed. Yeah, he's stressed. He's, I don't know if he's nervous, you know, but um, you can just see it in his eyes and the way that he acts, you know. And he knows that he's making mistakes in the field. Like when he made that bad throw, walking back to second base with his head down, you know, because he knew he should have, which is the mental thing, yeah. you know. So Well, and in baseball, the mental thing is substantially worse because it tends to snowball into so many different areas because now you're overthinking ground balls and you're overthinking situations and you're overthinking yeah. when you're in the box. And anytime you overthink in baseball, it's a recipe for disaster yep. um, because in baseball, you've got to have a, I mean, you got to know what's going on, but you got to have a clear head in terms of, okay, I'm just going to go in smooth swing. I'm going to go in and make this play that I've made a thousand, if not more times. And Brennan will come around. He will. I just am hoping it doesn't take a triple A visit. Or something yep. to bring him back into that spot. And I, I don't, maybe it won't. Um, but in the same way, I don't want to feel so much for a player that it compromises the quality of our team. And so if Trejo needs to be in or if we need to toss him down and bring somebody up, I hope that we do it. Yep. And something that I just would love to see him do, though, when he does play is pitchers 
you know, I mean, they read the scouting report and stuff. They're taking advantage of him. Yeah. And they're throwing strikes. You know, I mean, you don't want to work around a guy who's not playing well. <laughs> so what I I would just love to see out of Brennan is he knows he's going to get strikes because he's in a slump and people think he can't hit right now. Yeah. So if he, at these next few games that he plays, I hope he's aggressive on even the first pitch. Because, I mean, he can hit. I mean, he's got pop, you know. Yeah, he does. So I hope he takes advantage of the pitchers trying to take advantage of him and maybe drive some out. But more importantly, just line drives the other way up the middle. I mean, those would be huge. So I think to me, you know, we have these three questions to kind of end the show. The middle one is who, what are you most, what or who are you most disappointed in? I think it has been, for me, it's been Rodgers. Yeah. Because I came in really high on Brennan. I felt like he was going to have a huge year for us, especially with less less expectation, really, to be a power back because you have the guys with Grichik and Cronback and McMahon. And I mean, McMahon's also been kind of quiet, which is something we could talk about. But Bryant, all these guys, I mean, he's not expected to be the power back. The problem is he hasn't been any bat. Um, And so he's been a disappointment to me. Again, not as a person, just as a player right now in the lineup. I think he'll come around. Actually, I know he's going to come around. It's part of baseball. if he doesn't, he'll be sending down, obviously. But I think he's going to come around. I like him. But to this point, he's been kind of my biggest disappointment. What about you? What's been your biggest disappointment? It's, yeah, it's got to be the same for sure. It's just it's hard to not – if you've really been watching the games and you love the Rockies, it's hard not to to have it there. Because so, Well, I was just going to say kind of kills rallies too. Yeah, for sure. It'll, we'll get two hits, first and second, no outs. Let's say Diaz is up like he has been a couple times, and, you know, he'll – either strike out or fly out or, you know, not really do his job. But when you don't do your job there, it's like, okay, well, now it's one out. Brennan's basically an automatic out, it feels like right now. So it just kind of kind of kills rallies for sure. So it's been tough. Yeah. Um, it's been challenging. But let's let's end on a more positive yeah. note here, uh, now that we've been gloom and doom for the last <laughs> 20 minutes. So what are what have you been most surprised, like positively surprised by to this point in the season? Yeah, um, more so recently, actually, since like last Tuesday, I think the game we were at, maybe it was Monday, is two out RBIs. Um, runners in scoring position the first week, we kind of struggled. We were winning games, but we'd have first and third, one out, bases loaded, one out, you know, like you're we talking about. Um, and then Grichik had that two out, two RBI double against the Phillies last week at home. And the thing that we said was, Hopefully, you know, I think I told you, I was like, I'm excited to see if that gets us going with runners and score position and stuff. And then it felt like every game, the two that we were at, were at after that, it was like two outs. All right, that's a single, that's a double. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. We were even talking to like the people around us, were like, you know, all of our runs were with yeah. two outs and stuff. On Sunday, all six of our runs were with two outs. So, I mean... I'm really surprised by that, and actually, to kind of skip ahead, that's what I'm excited, most excited for, too, is we're kind of hot. Um, not so much the first game against the Phillies, but, I mean, one game, you know, I mean, it's yeah. going to happen. So, uh, I'm excited for that, but then I'm also just excited to get back to course, get back in front of our fans. We're playing uh, the Reds and the Nationals, two really, really struggling teams, more yeah. than the Cubs last week. Opportunity to take advantage. Yeah, we sure. we really got to take advantage. I'd love to see a sweep or two um, before heading out on the road to, I think it's Arizona, yeah. which another struggling team. Yeah. So we'll we, see. Yeah, we have the potential to put a lot of 
wins on the board here yep. in the next week and a half, two weeks. Uh, and I, I really hope that we do. Sometimes I've noticed that, you know, you hear a lot in sports, you play to the level of your opponent. I hope that's not the case for us. I've seen that at times where we're rolling against some teams that, or we're beating, even like the Dodgers, like, hey, we're beating teams maybe we should have beat. And then we come in to play teams that we should beat and we yep. split with them or somehow lose the series. And it's those things that really hurt over the course of a long season. And when you're going to win 90 games, like, again, I'm holding to, if you're going to win 90 games, or if you're going to be second in the NL West, it's not going to come from getting lax or lazy when you're playing teams that you should win. It's when you put your foot on their throat, get three win sweep, two wins out of the three. I mean, you know, if that happens, we're looking at a 15 and seven record, which is, I mean, it could be crazy or, you know, plus. And so I really want us to take advantage of that. I think I've been most surprised by um, our bullpen minus the last couple of days. Um, they've, they've shocked me. I thought for sure that was going to be the Achilles heel again. Last couple of days, it's, it has been. But to this point in the overall season, they've been surprising to me. I've been pleased with Tyler Kinley. I've loved watching Alicia Seen. I've been frustrated by, you know, Gilbreth, but Ashton Godot's looked good. Justin Lawrence has looked awesome. I mean, it's just been a solid time. Blocks looked good. Um, Estevez will get going. It's yeah. one of those things. So for me, I think the pen has been most surprising. And I'm most excited to see Chris Bryant heat up. That, that's just where I'm at with that. He's yeah. a superstar. He's going to be crazy. When he gets hot, it's going to take the league by storm. I'm just hoping that he gets hot and Crone stays hot and Bridget's. I mean, if all of them stay hot at the same time, we've got potential to be, you know, Blake Street bomber-ish again. And I know that's big for anybody that's a Rockies fan. I know maybe you're just like, holy smokes, that's a big name to live up to. I'm not saying that's who we are. We'll need to be that in our own way. But so much pop. Yep. And if they all get hot at the same time. So I really like Chris Bryant much better since he's in a Rockies uniform. Um, and I really, really want to see him going uh, and get going. And I'm excited to see when that happens. And I'm going to be like Dawson and add one more thing. Uh, Ryan McMahon is one of my favorites. Absolutely love him. He has been quiet too, for the most part. Eight RBIs. He's hit one out. I mean, he's. it's not like he's not making an impact. He's just been quieter. Yeah. Um, and really... The same as what I said for Chris, just overshadowed by Crone and Joe, I think. But uh, to see him get going again and really make a big time impact will be great. But defensively, he's already been stellar. So that's where I'm at with that. Any final thoughts for the viewers before we let them go here? I don't think so. Just hoping to get a split against the Phillies on the road. That would be honestly amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. and, we, and we need that. Yeah. So uh, again, we always say this, but if you're not watching the Rockies, you need to be watching the Rockies. Uh, if you want to stay up to news and things that are going on with the Rockies and you're not able to watch or whatever, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, any platform really you can find us. We do our best to keep you up to date. We're not always the source for the news, but we'll definitely share from the source and give our two cents on it. We'd appreciate follows and engagement there. Um, we'll see you next Tuesday for our next show. And hopefully by that time, the record will be looking even better than it is right now. I guess that's it. Go Rocks. Yep. Go Rockies.